hygienists, and welcome to Hygiene Profit Leaders podcast with the Scheduling Institute. My name is Melissa Swanson, and I'm a clinical trainer here at SI. I'm a Colorado native, and I received my bachelor's in dental hygiene from the University of Colorado School of Dentistry, practiced clinical hygiene for 12 years prior to joining SI in 2014. Hosting with me today is the talented Allie Vanderroer. Please give her a warm welcome as this is her first time co-hosting the podcast. Allie, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Thanks, Melissa. My name is Allie and I'm a clinical trainer with the Scheduling Institute as well. Um, I'm a dental hygienist with my bachelor's degree from the University of Southern Indiana. I practiced hygiene um, for seven years before joining Scheduling Institute. Um, I'm originally from Indiana, but now I live in Atlanta and I'm coming at you from our SI headquarters in Alpharetta. Yay! So um, Allie and I are recording this over Zoom. I'm here in Denver and there she is in Atlanta. And we're excited to be joining all of you today to talk about chiropractic benefits in relation to maintaining our bodies while we're practicing dental hygiene. Um, This is definitely a big topic that I think most of us are aware of. You know, statistics show that around 63 to 94% of dental professionals are affected by musculoskeletal disorders. So this is something that, you know, we all need to address and be aware of in our profession in order to maintain longevity of our careers. Now, of course, initial positioning and ergonomics are going to be the basis of longevity in hygiene. But what we want to talk about today, too, would be implementing a preventative plan for physical health being an essential part to having that long, fulfilling career in hygiene. So chiropractors can help us um, not only by identifying risky behaviors, but also developing strategies for neutral positioning, proper joint alignment, muscle balance, etc., So Allie, um, do you want to share with the group today um, some signs that you need to go to the chiropractor, things that might be signals that we need to make a chiropractic appointment? Yeah, so just some of the signs and symptoms that you may need to go to the chiropractor would be if you have a limited range of motion. Another sign would be if you have frequent headaches, if you experience chronic pain in your joints or muscles. Um, if you have numbness or tingling in arms or legs, or if you also have a sedentary job. So I actually had quite a few of these signs and symptoms when I was practicing hygiene. Um, I got daily headaches. Um, Obviously we sit around for at least an hour at a time treating our patients. And then I also lost feeling and had tingling in my um, left hand, which I thought it was weird. It was in my left hand and not my right hand since I am right-handed when scaling. Um, So I actually went to the chiropractor and my neck was just really messed up. He said from being hunched over all day. And I always, if a patient didn't feel comfortable laying all the way back, I would kind of position myself in a crazy position. So my patient would be comfortable, which I I know. Yeah. I think we've all done that. I mean, on occasion you have those patients who just for whatever reason can't lay back or yep. Yes. And so I, I just would make them comfortable and I would be basically standing on my head trying to do their profi and it just (laughs) caught up with me over, over time. So 
I think I had to go to the chiropractor for initially every two weeks for a couple of months. Um, but right away I could start to um, get feeling back in my left hand. So I knew it was working, but it was also just having to go back for that continuing care. Like we we're asking our patients to come back if they're in perio maintenance schedules, um, just how important it is to maintain the work that the chiropractor did for me, just as we do for our patients. So I will say firsthand, it did make a big difference on my body aches and pains. Um, but I also did not have the best ergonomics when I was doing hygiene. So, yeah, I think that's a, that's definitely something important to mention. So it's all going to start with, you know, us being aware of our positioning and the ergonomics that we were taught in school and just really adhering to that. I know that that was a big stress when I was in clinical instrumentation in school. That was something they really focused on for us. So I feel like I came into practice with pretty good skills as far as that was concerned. But, you know, I still struggled with um, muscular issues, um, especially around my neck, having a tight neck. So other things I think would be beneficial would be massage on a day on a regular basis. You know, it's just like, I like the analogy you used of um, how we bring in perio patients more frequently to maintain their health. You know, we need to make sure that we're not just relying on chiropractic or massage, but that we're paying attention to our positioning. We're also doing daily stretches, maybe, you know, daily massage on our forearms, stretching our fingers and wrists and rotations and kind of doing some daily activities on our own that counteract the repetitive muscle strains we can be um, putting on our bodies through hygiene. In one office that I was in, Melissa, there was a hygienist she'd been practicing for, I want to say like over 20 years. And she said that she gets massages every two weeks, goes to the chiropractor every month and does yoga. And that, that the yoga, um, incorporating that into her routine made a really big difference for her not to have any aches or pains. Cause I, I can't imagine still doing hygiene after 20 years if my body was breaking down after seven. So. Yeah, that's really impressive. You know, um, I think seven used to be the amount of years that they, the average hygienist worked. And that is um, increasing now. I think we're seeing hygienist careers lasting in that 10 to 15 year range a lot more regularly than the seven that was in the past. So I think that is due to us as a group being more aware of the things we need to do to take care of our bodies. Um, I like that you worked with somebody that lasted that long in the field. I mean, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, I, I have lots of friends that aren't doing hygiene anymore. And we, like I said, we've only been out of school about eight years now. So a lot of us took on different routes of careers just because we didn't realize how taxing it is on your body. And I know you said you had great posture, which I wish I would have been like you when I was doing hygiene. But I think when you're in school, you just are trying to get through it. You know, posture is important, but then when you're in the real world, it's just like a madhouse some days making, trying to get through your schedule. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, I think everybody can relate to what you said about there are times when we are doing hygiene, like standing on our heads for sure. Uh, so it's, it's, always about the patient, it seems like. And sometimes we take a backseat to that. I mean, we'll do anything to get them comfortable so that we can get a, get them taken care of. And sometimes that definitely means us compromising 
our health to get in the position to help their health be better. So let's talk about um, what's a good sign. So we talked about signs and symptoms that might need to send you to the chiropractor. And then we talked about um, the basis for daily functioning, watching our positioning, stretching, et cetera. So what are some other things you think are important to help maintain that long lasting career? Um, well, I think obviously we talked about positioning, um, but I think just your nutrition, making sure you're getting enough sleep every night and an exercise on a daily basis plays um, a big role in just your overall health and longevity of a hygienist. I know Jacqueline and Doug did another podcast on here about types of exercises that are best to be used if you are a dental professional. Um, just because being hunched over all day, you don't want to be doing workouts that are kind of doing that same muscle movement. You want to be opening up your chest um, and stretching out those movements, which I did not know. I did not know that before listening to their podcast. Um, so if you're interested in uh, fitness, go back to Doug and Jacqueline's um, podcast episode to listen to that because that was eye-opening on what type of workouts you should be doing. Yeah, that's a great idea. So yeah, it's not just about those positioning, but of course, just basic overall health things like you mentioned, nutrition, sleep. Oh my gosh, that's a, that's a huge one, especially um, in a field that's dominated by women for the most part still, dental hygiene is, you know, a lot of times we're working full-time and we have kids at home and we've got all these things going on. So, you know, mentioning sleep, which seems like something that we should all be getting, I feel like probably most of us don't get a solid night's sleep on a regular basis. And it's imperative to overall health for sure. Yeah. And so, that's, that's where all the recovery happens is when you're sleeping. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So um, again, another, uh, another great point to be made. So going forward, hygienists, um, we wish you the best of health. And uh, again, that reference to the other podcast on exercise that Jacqueline and Doug put together is an excellent resource for you as well. So happy scaling. Bye. Bye. Bye.